Part two of Liberty Media Day, Sabrina Ionescu, Sammy Whitcomb, so many more. I talk to them. Jackie Powell talks to them. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Reminding you, you can follow our work at thenexthoops.com. The next, we have 24-7 coverage. We're going to roll out team-by-team previews. Two are out already. Ten more to come. You can do the math, too. Of every single WNBA team leading up to the tip this Friday. And, of course, listen to our experts every single weekday at Locked On Women's Basketball. Follow us at Locked On WBB on Twitter. And make sure you subscribe. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. So we're going to get right to it. Han Shu was in the building. Han Shu's translator was in the building. There were so many people talking New York Liberty basketball, and we have a lot of questions to get to and a lot of material to get to as well. So without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my questions and Jackie Powell's questions right at Barclays Center. This is Locked On Women's Basketball. How is it going trying to get Beyonce in the building for a game? I mean, y'all keep talking about my hair here. Okay. I, I was sort of joking with that one, but um She wasn't though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, listen, i i we'd all love it. Who wouldn't love Beyonce in the building? Okay, anyway, um on a more serious note, um I'd asked some players, uh WNBA players who were at the Final Four about how the W moves forward in the pop culture space, past maybe just being a league that's really known for being connected to social justice, which we love, of course. So I'm curious as to how you think the league continues to interact with other facets of the entertainment space. You're asking how, how we can continue to interact? Yes, and how that continues to grow. think about it yeah, yes yes um i'll i'll move to sabrina um what do you think this season represents for the new york liberty um i think it's an identity um that's that's what it represents to us i think it's laying down the foundation of years of new york liberty basketball and i think we're gonna establish that i think we almost already have established that um, in training camp, and sometimes, especially with the new coaching staff and a lot of new pieces like that, can take years um, to kind of come forth. But I think for all of us, there's a sense of urgency. Like we don't want to wait a couple years to to get to a playoffs. Like we know we have the talent to do that now, and so there's a sense of urgency of like, why not us? Why can't we get a new coaching staff and a new change and do that this year or do that the following year? And so I think the identity of this team is going to come out really soon. Um, it's going to be something that's going to last for a really long time. I appreciate that. And, and for Sammy, um, a joking one to begin, how much do you really like Phil Collins and Phil Bailey? 
I'm going back to your podcast, that theme song. Yeah. Yeah, I love Phil Me too. Anyway, um, so what I'm curious about is you've worked with Sandy before, um, but now you're working with her, I think, rather than in like a spurt, it's going to be for a, a long period of time. I'm curious as to what are some of the things you've learned uh, about her and working with her in more of a WNBA setting rather than in a Australian national team setting? I mean, it's been the same, really. I think she's someone that brings the same intention and intensity to the goals that she does to this, and she has the same goals in terms of wherever she is, she wants her teams to be defensive-minded, she wants her teams to be tough. Um, culture is really important. Um, and yeah, she's a very positive person um, and she brings that out of everybody, but she also holds you accountable and I've found that to be true in both um, in both spaces. And before I go back to Benaja, um, I'm curious as to what you learned from the scrimmage on, when was that? Tuesday. And um, what you look to improve and if there's a player who you think is going to surprise us on opening day. Um, I think we learned just that there's a lot more to be done still, obviously, and there were things that I think, um, you know, we did move the needle on, but there are things that we still need to continue to work on, and I think just be more intentional with if we want to, like, Sabrina said, we do have an identity in mind, but making those changes don't happen overnight and doesn't even happen after, you know, a couple of weeks of training camp, so I think those games are great, and they're great early on in camp because then you can see them and, and see where in training we really need to be more intentional with that stuff. I think, um, again, it probably won't surprise us, but I think the people that you know didn't get to see her in camp last year maybe don't know what she's capable of. But I think Joss will maybe surprise some people. I think she already in this first scrimmage really showed what she's capable of, and she just is getting more and more comfortable um, out there and more you know fitter and fitter. So I think she might be a surprise for some people. Do you have any thoughts? What was your question again? <laughs> Just how the W can continue to move forward when it comes to intersecting with the pop culture and entertainment space. No, I think just um, like the visibility of it, um, I think that's a huge, a huge piece. And I think also um, there was a lot of buzz around the NCAA tournament and there was a lot of viewership in that and a lot of those players are not going to be in the league with a great following and so I think at the end of the day it's the viewership and I think the want to see women on an equal playing field to men and I think we see a lot of the NBA and a lot of you know other professional men's leagues they wear the WNBA hoodie they come to games they support and I think that's only going to continue to trickle down through pop culture and through other aspects of society. Thank you. Benajah, uh, Sabrina, Sammy, good to see you all. Um, I have a question for each of you if I could. Um, Sammy, just to start, um, the Australian League, it seems, has an opportunity, given with prioritization, given with the fact that the schedule seemed to line up better than some of the other leagues, and obviously the basketball that's played over there is, you know, is a very high quality. If you can just take me through how you think that can fit into the world women's basketball landscape and you know the type of conversations you're having uh, with people over there and, and over here as well about it. Yeah, I think there's definitely so much room for growth with that over there. And I think it has, even in the last few years, more and more of the teams had uh, you know, gone from one import to two. This year you saw 
um, you know, people like Brittany Sykes were over there, Tiffany Mitchell, like there are some additional, um, probably five WNBA players um, added to that, added to the league, and obviously that in itself makes it um, a really credible league and a tougher league to play in, but definitely you spoke to it, the, the length of the season, the fact that it does fit into, um, you know, it doesn't start directly after WNBA, but then it also finishes you know, not significantly before, but with enough time to report to camp to even potentially have some time off in between, I think makes it really appealing. Um, and just moving forward with the new CBA, I think that's gonna be a big decision that people have to make. You know, are they willing to um, give up, you know, or potentially miss the start of camp and all of the complications that that, you know, sort of offers. So I think you'll see more people that wanna go over there. And, you know, it's also the, the quality of life there is fantastic. Australia is a great place to live. Um, obviously they speak English, so some for some people, going overseas can be a lot and they don't really want to all of the time, but this can maybe be a different opportunity where it's not quite as um, unfamiliar maybe as well. I appreciate it, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Benajah, from your experience, Sandy said something um, that I think is really interesting about how defense is non-negotiable. You played for Coach Stringer. You know firsthand what it is like when an entire team has defense be non-negotiable. How will we know? What will we see that indicates that that is the case for this Liberty team this year? I mean, I think the coaches have been doing a good job of echoing that, you know, and so we're starting to pick up on it, and before you know it, you know, that, that'll look like us all being locked in. That'll look like great one-on-one -on -one defense. That'll look like, you know, us finishing the defensive plays and just, you know, making it really tough. That'll be us, you know, punching first, us dictating what we want the other team to do. So I think that as we continue to work on that, those will be some of the things that you'll start to see. I appreciate it. And Sabrina, for you, you said something that I thought was really interesting, talking about trying to balance when you need to pull back physically in order to preserve your body over the long term. I guess, you know, for a competitor such as yourself, how hard is that? You know, is there a moment you've been able to identify early on where you're able to do it? And what's that process like in the moment uh, that allows you to do it? Yeah, it's been really hard um, because all I've done my entire career is just work. And so I think it's definitely been um, an adjustment, especially coming into camp. And, you know, now we don't have games really coming up. So these last two weeks have been a lot of practice and, and less games. So I think it's just kind of trying to understand the big picture. And I have great, you know, a great team around me that's been helping me just figure out the balance. But um, at the end of the day, there's a lot of ways that you can work and improve your game without it, you know, being on the court shooting shots and whether that's in the weight room or, or figuring out different ways to do that, that's what I'm continuing to do. Thank you all, appreciate it. Yeah. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including, and this is critical, WNBA lines. The league starts on Friday. There are too many other betting sites that simply don't give women's sports the equal treatment. Not how it works at betonline.net. It is your continued search for all sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Each, I know we, we got to move. So, Jocelyn, um, what do you think this season represents for the New York Liberty? <laughs> um, I, I say 
we've we've had a lot of conversations as a as a team about what we want for this season and the type of team we want to be. Um, and I feel like we've made strides in the past couple of seasons. Um, and this is, I feel like, a year where we can really turn the corner and become a, a good team and a great team. Um, and so making that sustainable also. So I, I feel like that's what I'm looking forward to this season is the type of team that will become the identity that will solidify so that when people say this is New York, there are certain descriptors that will we'll hang our hats on and that no one will be able to question. So that's what I'm most looking forward to. What are some of those if I can follow up? I mean, I think we're still working on it. I, mm -hmm. I would say um, a level of toughness and grittiness is something that, that we can expect from us. Um, we're long and versatile and mobile, so we'll definitely be getting other people on both ends of the floor and looking to be more of a, the aggressor. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with that one. And, you know, y'all will be able to tell me some others as we get down the road. <laughs> and quickly for you, AD, I just want to know how you think you've maybe grown defensively in this camp, especially with defense really being preached. Right, I think uh, team defense is huge for me, just being in the right spots, knowing when to have my teammates back, knowing when to help and not to overhelp. Um, so that, that's been a learning process for me. Um, but I'm excited for this journey. Um, I take pride in it. Um, I want to be at, you know, when it's said and done, one of the best defenders to, to play, um, not just, you know, scoring or passing stuff like that. I want to be able to stop the ball and help my teammates out. So uh, that's something that I take pride in and I'm willing to grow and learn. Yes, hello. Um, <laughs> can you talk about a moment that has brought you joy here at training camp? <laughs> 就是会在大家还没有来的时候，就有的时候会来训练一下。然后我觉得，其实我之前觉得训练会有点累，但是我来这儿以后，我突然发现我爱上了训练，就是我觉得我很珍惜在这里的每一秒，就是有教练，然后
talked about a lot today is just how this team's identity is going to be reliant upon defense. And so I remember that was very much so a focus of last year as well. So I'm curious from both of your perspectives, how does a team improve defensively? And, and what building blocks have you learned in training camp this year that you believe will specifically improve the group defensively? Uh, well, I think it starts with, you know, we have new coaching staff. We have, you know, great leadership in, in Sandy and Olaf and um, Zach and Ron as well. And so I think that'll be really good for us, a good starting point. Um, I think it just, it takes buy-in. Uh, defense is not, you know, it's not really a skill, it's all effort. And so if we're bought in every single day in practice that nobody scores on us or we make it hard for every single possession, that's going to translate into the game. So I don't know if there's specific building blocks, just as much as it's just, you know, work, effort, and buy-in from the complete team. Just, you know, to piggyback, and she basically said it all, but honestly, just to reiterate, buying in and just buying into her what she believes on defense because there's a lot of different schemes that we're learning um, at the beginning of this training camp. So just understanding when to use the schemes that they and like that she's offering to us and when your teammate is saying it, just being able to do it. So just about trust and buying in, like Nick said. And, and Didi, for you, you know, you just said that we should expect to see you at the point much more this season. I'm curious as to what may be differences and similarities you've noticed because you weren't, you didn't play the point a ton last year, but you know, senior year, that was what you were doing. Um, difference is the people you're going against. I mean, the WBA, I feel like everybody plays defense. Everybody wants to, you know, check you up full court. And I had my fair share with Connecticut the other day and um, <laughs> with Jazz on me full court. So it's just probably the biggest difference is who's guarding you. Um, similarities, like you said, I didn't play much last year, but I did a lot in college, and it's just, I'm not really a, I'm very vocal and goofy out loud, like, you know, off the court, but on the court, I'm, I'm more in my head thinking a little bit more. So just, I feel like that's a similarity. I'm constantly getting told, Dee, you gotta talk, Dee, you gotta call the play. So yeah. um, just being able to change and get better at that point, just being more vocal and a vocal leader on the court. And the final one for me, um, I had asked some players at the Final Four this year sort of about how the W moves forward in the pop culture and entertainment space. So I'm curious as to how you believe um, you see the league continuing to grow to connect with those areas. I think that's a great question. I think that a lot of our success comes from pop culture. You see um, women you know, in fashion and in music and whatever it may be. And, and even just the draft being such a great display of that, we saw that there was a whole display of outfits and how they're doing that. And so I think that's such a great kind of marker for women's basketball and women's sports in general. It's like we're not just athletes. We have so many different elements behind us. I think that will help eventually grow the game because people are not just focusing on what we do on the court, but also off of it as well. Thank you. We're going to go to Zoom really quickly, and we'll go. You know, there obviously was so much to take away from that Rookie of the Year campaign. Uh, I, I know that consistency from deep uh, became an issue over the course of the second half. Um, what can you tell me about the work you put in on that in the offseason, and if you have kind of a benchmark for the where you want that three-point shot to be this year? Um, I would say just to answer your first que your second question, the benchmark would probably for me just kind of shooting for like 35, 36% kind of thing. I know I finished in the lower 30s, so you know, obviously whatever I can do to help my team uh, is super important for me in, in that area. I've been able to really improve in that. Um, and I was over at Season Spain, um, so 
wasn't able to, you know, get as much work as far as far as that on that, but I was able to do personal stuff, you know, on the side, not so much during practice. And um, so I think that was good for me, and I feel really good, um, you know, in training camp so far with that part of my game. So I'm excited to see how that translates. I appreciate it. And Dee, great to see you again. Your 3 and D was essentially your calling card last year with the three-point shot uh, coming, you know, perhaps faster, I think you said, than you had even uh, thought it might. I, I guess I wonder what the next step in your evolution as a player is and, you know, what's a skill that we're going to see on opening night that perhaps we didn't see when the season ended last year? Um, to answer the second part of the question, I feel like a skill that you'll see now is what people keep saying is me as a backup point guard or me handling the ball a little more. <clears throat> I think y'all should be expected to see that because I'm definitely up there a lot more than expected. And then, what was the first question? I, what was the first question? You forgot question. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I mean, that's kind of it. it the, the evolution of it and what we expect to see. And it, oh, what I'm going to yeah. add to my game. That's yeah. what you mm-hmm. Okay. Um, honestly, I have the same answer. Just being more comfortable with the ball in my hands and making better decisions with the ball in my hands. Appreciate you both. Thank you. Okay. On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. I was driving home from covering a doubleheader. I was hungry. It's happened to me in the past. You said all your chips, pretzels. Worse, not on Saturday, not for me. Built Bar, the puffs, the puffs, they got me through it. They got me through the doubleheader. They got me home. Healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. The puffs, by the way, covered in 100% real chocolate. I'm eating them. I'm thinking, oh, fake chocolate. Imagine how depressing that would be at this moment. Built Bar has banana cream pie puffs, even churro. Churro, and it's only 140 calories, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Utilize these the way my mom told me to use them for when I get busy. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And as always, as ever, tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. Um, so we just spoke to Michaela and Dee Dee, and uh, they talked about how, you know, they've been answering your questions as, you know, they were just rookies too. And so what I want to know from you is, what is this team like? How would you describe it and characterize it? And who are some of those people who have made you feel comfortable and how have they done so? So um, I would say that this team uh, was really welcoming of me at the beginning. Uh, it was like I'm not a really uh, outgoing person at first. So what they did is always like approach me either in practice or like in the training room or just like in the locker room, always asking me. And I would say like uh, every single person in the in the team and also in the coaching staff made sure that I was comfortable enough and tried to always help me and always, you know, make me feel comfortable, make me feel welcome, like I was part of the team. And definitely, yeah, definitely that's the first uh, word that comes into my mind, like really welcoming and really willing to help you when you need to have that. So 
to get help. So yeah. Great. And and also, I'm curious as to what type of role you expect to have for this team this year. I mean, I know Howard was talking about your passing ability. So um, I feel like I need to develop a lot of my game uh, offensively, and I'm still develop try to be the best player as I can defensively. So. I would definitely think that I'm more like of an energetic type of player that will bring energy on the court in defense and like in offense uh, throughout the the season. I would like to uh, I, I would like to and I would like um, just improve like uh, my offensive game and just be around, like help around and you know being uh, a good facilitator for my teammates and make sure that they have the best shot possible on the court. So definitely, I think that would be my first role. And has there been a coach that's really helped you along that you've maybe built some chemistry with? I would say definitely Olaf, Coach Olaf. He really helps me um, on the court a lot and just like, just explains to me how things work as a rookie. Uh, I appreciate his honesty, he's always honest with me and that's one thing that uh, as a player, sometimes you don't want to hear certain things but you need to hear it and he definitely helped me with that and just every single day he just gives me a piece of advice and helps me grow. We spoke about uh, on draft night was your ability to pass, to be a secondary distributor. I'm just wondering where that comes from. Um, did, did you have a late growth spurt and you were playing more guard earlier and you know how much have you been able to utilize that uh, in training camp so far? you for the question. So um, I would say that I had to develop that skill a little more my last year in college. Um, we had a few um, difficulties. We had people missing, people had injuries, people left. So I kind of had to uh, be also a facilitator for my team. And um, pretty much that's how I learned. Uh, the, the people around me also made sure they were in the right place at the right time and that really helped for me. Um, and I don't know, I just wanted to improve that part of the game uh, a lot and I was glad that at least in my last year of college, even though all whatever happened like um, with the, all the difficulties and everything, at least like, I got to improve that part of my game, which was something that I wanted to improve since the beginning, so yeah. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked on Women's Basketball your first listen every day. But there's something you ought to know. Men play basketball too. They do at every level. And in fact, there is even a men's professional league now too. It's called the NBA. So make your second listen Locked on NBA. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked on experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting Sorry, this must be a typo. All 30 teams? WNBA has 12. We gotta, gotta fix that. Well, anyway, yeah, 30 teams in the NBA, the professional lead for men. So make sure you listen. Lockdown NBA has you covered. So that's it for Lockdown Women's Basketball today. Make sure you listen tomorrow. The great Alex Simon takes you through with Matthew Walter talking all things Las Vegas Aces. I'm Howard Megdahl reminding you, follow us at The Next Hoops on Twitter. Go to thenexthoops.com and subscribe. Listen to us every day at Lockdown Women's Basketball, at Lockdown WBB on Twitter. 
the next is just filled with people giving you amazing knowledge. Wishing you a wonderful day. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.